What's up, folks? Welcome back to another episode of Mostly Superheroes. I'm your host, Logan, and today, once again, is all about the boys on Amazon Prime. Um, I promise you this is not a podcast exclusively for the boys. That being said, um, this show is is awesome, and it's uh, it's on weekly now, so it's going to be taking up some airspace. We're going to talk about it. Um, it's one of my favorite shows on right now, so... It will be boys heavy as long as this show's on right now. Um, but anyway, uh, back to the boys uh, and welcome back to Mostly Superheroes. Hope you guys have been enjoying uh, uh, what we've been doing. Um, you know, kind of pumping out episodes now. We're, you know, maybe going to try to get two out this week. We'll see. And you know, I'm not going to make any promises, but we'll see. Might get two out this week. Um, got some fun, like, DC stuff to talk about. Um, just you know, quick update on that. DC Fandom had its second round this past weekend um, of putting out content. And, um, and me and uh, uh, some friends want to talk about some of the news they talked about. There was some old stuff, some new announcements. Um, so we want to cover that. Um, we're going to be talking about um, Batman 1989 with Michael Keaton. Uh, all of us watched that, all of us, I say a group of us watched it this weekend, and so we'll be talking about that movie a little bit, um, and next up is Doom Patrol, so um, I have one episode left myself to watch, and then we'll be doing stuff like this, we'll we'll do a deep dive either with, uh, with, with some of my friends, or we'll be talking about it. But today, we're talking about The Boys, Season 2, Episode 4, it just dropped this past Friday, today's September 14th, so... September 11th, I think it was Friday. Um, so we're we're gonna we'll do the same thing we did for episode three. I'm gonna watch this thing live, and you're welcome to follow along with me. Um, and I'm gonna break down the episode, give my raw take. Um, I'm gonna test myself, see how much I remember, and then also hopefully I'll help you. You know, if there's any parts that you didn't understand or. Um, or something that didn't make sense. Maybe we can talk through it today, and it could help you in that aspect. Either way, it'll be fun. Hope you enjoy it. Um, um, again, the boys episode four. This is season two. Full spoiler alert now. Again, I'm watching it live. Again, I can't p- share it with you guys to watch live. That's just not the way it works. You know, it'd be highly illegal. Um, but it is on Amazon Prime. So shout out Amazon Prime. Um, just so far, the show's looking good. I'm in. These episodes are great. Um, and now let's talk about it. So if you'd like to follow along, um, again, Amazon Prime. I'm watching on my Apple TV. I have the audio down, subtitles up. Um, and if you'd like to watch, we're going to start this thing in three, two, one. All right, we're rolling. We're rolling. Um, yeah, so uh, I can just say just why, you know, we got the beginning here starting up. This show is killing it. Um, I loved episode four. It was a roller coaster, and uh, um, I'm just along for the ride so far. It's like everything I've wanted this season to be, and we're only four episodes in. Super exciting. So here we're just getting a nice little recap um, of what happened in episode three. So, you know, this is nice for you if you're you're trying to remember. Um, basically, what happened was uh, <laughs> a giant whale got impaled. That was the highlight of episode three. Um, and the boys we're all inside this whale at one point. So that was kind of the coolest visual we got. Um, and the story though, compound V, you know, got released in terms of 
this is how we make superheroes, right? This is how we this is how we've been doing it. We being Vought, the the big company entity that's that's looming in the you know the whole show that really touches everything. It's really the government or the um, big media production company. You know, you're going to see a lot of parallels in how this business runs compared to like how businesses actually run, at least in the United States. Um, we had some updates on soup terrorists. Okay, so now we're into the actual episode, and we get dropped into this, uh, you know, this pretty young woman who's giving like a. Um, she definitely sounds like she's answering like a questionnaire of sorts. Um, like it sounds like a dating profile, right? So you you kind of pick up like, all right, well, this girl's obviously trying to get to date someone here. She's given her some information about herself, but they just drop you in. Like if you were confused. Like I was, I'm not surprised because then they just, they immediately take you over to the boys. So that's just foreshadowing, right? That's going to come back around later. Here. Okay. So we got Frenchie. Um, Frenchie is doing cocaine. I mean, no way around it. I mean, he's sitting here doing drugs. He's crushing it up with a knife. He looks rough. And now we have Kimiko who is still, you know, after the last episode, she's reeling from her brother being murdered by Stormfront right in front of her. Um, so she's right now watching a news headline about the story. It's helping us remember what happened. And basically what the news guy is saying here is um, this was the soup terrorist did so much bad. 59 people died. If Stormfront would have got there sooner, then less people could have died, which we all know. Kimiko knows is bullshit. Because if she would have got there sooner, I bet more people would have died, right? Stormfront is um, a bad chick, we found out in the last episode. Now, here is, getting back to the show here, uh, what we're seeing is, you know, we got Frenchie who just kissed Kimiko. I mean, what are you doing, dude? I mean, that's, don't, I'm not a, I'm not for or against or anything, these two getting involved romantically, but that's not the moment to do it. You're obviously on drugs. Take a beat. So we'll get back to them later. Homelander. Also reeling from Stormfront again. Here, he's watching the news. Look at this. Look at the parallels here. You have Kimiko and Homelander watching the same news story. And they're equally as pissed. That's a first. You got like these two different teams that are, you know, and now they're on the same page. Um, So he gets pissed off. He's He is just like... This girl is stepping all over my ego. She's trying to take over. She's like the new hit thing. You know, he's all about pleasing the people. He's about using the media to to work for him, and now she's doing it. Well, now he's at this cabin, right? Just so you know, I've already seen this, guys. I didn't say that. I watched it yesterday, like, for pleasure. Now I'm watching it with you guys. So I, I know kind of what's coming. Um, so here he is at this cabin with Madeline. That's right, folks. Madeline from season one, right? She was the CEO of Vought. Also, the love interest slash mother interest of uh, Homelander. And here we go, guys. Another milk moment. Um, these milk moments are not going away. <laughs> and she's 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 spoon feeding it with her fingers. He's like almost crying, like a baby. First of all, you're like, how is Madeline here? What's happening? Is this a dream sequence? Because let's not forget, folks, he burned her brain out with his laser eyes. Season one. Um, so what's going on? They make out. 
I like how they do this episode. It's just little tidbits. Like here's here's 45 seconds of something very intense. We'll come back to it. There we go. And I like that it's keeping the story moving too. It makes for a powerful episode. So here we have Billy and Grace. Billy Butcher. Grace is like that. That Billy, again, how Billy is to Huey. You know, come join me. I'm going to teach you about revenge, basically. Well, that's what she did to Billy and kind of put Billy on this path. Well, now they're meeting up. Again, they have this, they have this plan, right? He's going to bring the soup terrorist, Kimiko's brother. She's going to help get Becca, his wife, out from wherever um, to, you know, to go find her. Well, it didn't go as planned. The soup terrorist is dead, right? Because Storm, Storm uh, Front killed him. Um, so the plan did not go as well. So they're just here kind of catching up. Billy feels, you can almost see just, you know, he's sad. He's got regret. He's like, I didn't come through. Well, Grace pulls a nice move here and is giving Billy a, a tip on a former superhero, a bot called Liberty. I feel, I feel like we heard of Liberty in the past three episodes. I can't remember exactly where, but this image, this, this Budweiser ad, like, sticks out so much. And it's like a magazine, and this Liberty character is on it. And I was, apparently, they might know something about what's going on. I've been lost a little bit on that point. So, hey, if you know what is going on in that, shoot us a message. Uh, you can do that at MostlySuperheroes.com. <laughs> shoot us the line. Let me know, because I have been confused about this Liberty person. So here, Grace just does a nice thing and gives him the location of Becca, his wife. Like, what? I mean, this is huge, guys. This is everything that Billy has, was going for in season one. And Grace here is really just doing a human thing, apologizing for saying, she's, you know, she said, I'm the one that put you on this path. And I'm going to do it, trying to do a little bit of good here. And so she's like, here's where Becca is. She said it's at that. And so we know this, right? We, the audience, already know where she is. She's at that doctor's facility. There's like a big wall around it. Um, she just says it's heavily guarded. Cameras everywhere. Basically, like, you go in, you're never getting out. Okay, back to Homelander. And whoever this is, right? This Whatever this is. It's Madeline. I mean, she's sitting there. And... You know, I'm I'm explaining this as if I've watched it for the first time. It's like, oh, what's going on? Is this a dream? Well, no. He's I mean, he's talking about modern day stuff. He's like, Stormfront's pissing me off. You're like, okay, not a flashback, not a flashback. Um, and he's just complaining to her like he used to. She's being everything. What's cool here is like she's being everything he ever wanted her to be. Like in season one, like the stuff that she couldn't do, she couldn't like just say, okay, whatever you want, Homelander. Yes, you can have me anytime you want. Yes, you're the smartest. You're the you're the leader of the seven. I mean, this is what a sociopath does, right? This is what a, like a narcissist, like Homelander, does. Is he needs just to be told, like, yeah, you're right. And anybody that says you're wrong, that's where the craziness comes in. So here he confirms to her. I I he just said something. He said, "God, I miss you." So he he confirms for us that um. That she's she is dead. Okay. He's like, I miss you. So this is something else. This could be a simulation, maybe. You know, it's like, or is this like um is he just imagining it? Or no, it's it's definitely something else. Um but still, he's getting what he wants out of her. But here we go. This 
Madeline chick starts going, ow, ow, ow. And here we go. It's like, what's who is this person? What just happened? Oh, it's the shapeshifter. Yeah. Maybe remember the shapeshifter turned into, I think, I think turned into Madeline last time. Or it was in season one. They used this person before to shapeshift in the, it was like they were at Bot Tower. Madeline was involved. It was used as like a, a big facade. Madeline used, Madeline like used him to turn into her to get answers out of somebody or something. Can't something like that. You guys help me out there again. Well, anyway, Homelander says, "Turn back right now. Turn back." He gets pissed. He's not happy. He doesn't even look at this guy who is like this, you know, forty-eight-year-old bald fat guy, like you know, definitely like a man. Like I don't know if I don't think Homelander's shown any indication that he's homosexual at all. Like he's always been all about Madeline and this milk. So it's just like that's a different person, bro. Like even though you've got him changing into what you want like it's just wild so more to come there all right well now we got stay good transition right now we got mother's milk and billy butcher sorry taking a sip of coffee trying to let you guys hear these the sips all right so here billy is breaking it down he's breaking down that he, he knows where becca is He's going to get her, and I'm leaving. Mother's Milk's like, it's a suicide mission. You're not going to come back. You're going to die if you go do this. Billy says, basically, I know. Like, maybe we'll get out. Maybe we won't. Either way, end the line. Mother's Milk says, like, what about me? What am I going to do? He says, tap into Grace, right? Their contact. He said, she helped me. She'll definitely help you. He says, what about Frenchie? Says he's been high as a kite, won't even notice. And then Huey, of course. And this one stings. Butcher, like, feels it. They, you know, it really shows him, like, says, oh, he's a crybaby. I don't I don't want to get him all riled up and make him upset. Just a, you know, bullshit answer. But regardless, here's where we know, this moment right here, that he's serious. Big, like, you know, handshake with mother's milk. They're like, you know, they have obviously been boys for a long time. They have a special relationship, but he knows he's really going. Um, And he leaves and that's it. And he's, you know, we got mother's milk wanting to get back to his family. He's just feeling lost as ever, man. Like he does. He's just, he's just buying time, trying to, trying to figure it out. And everybody's got their own agendas. You know, really feel for the guy. All right, guys, big scene. Big scene right here. We got Homelander and Starlight in the elevator, okay? And you already know. All right, so the last time we saw this, what what happened, right? Starlight was told to kill Huey. The Kimiko's brother interrupted, put the rocks on top of Homelander. Well, now he just pushed the emergency stop button on the elevator. He's visibly pissed. Starlight has got to be terrified. He says, I was going to spare your life, remember? And... Maeve told me not to. Um, he's explaining to her that, you know, I I gave you a chance. And not only that, he's coming off of um, the hanging out with that Madeline doppelganger. And he's he was like, just reshape the seven. Pick them off one at a time. You're the most powerful. Just take. So he is starting kind of with Starlight, right? She's the one that just betrayed him. He thinks, which she did, but not like as much as. We're going to find out. Um, 
and he's got his hands in her ribs and he's pushing in like his hands are like a knife. Like all he has to do is push. I mean, it's, oh gosh, it really looks super painful. And then she's going to make a stand here. She does, she does a really good job here. But this is where we have to really listen and say, what is she actually saying here? So she talks her way through like, I am not with this guy. He broke my heart. And if you're saying that I'm with him, you can go, you know, you can go fuck yourself is literally what she says. Um, and she says, look me in the eye and tell me, am I lying? And now we have to ask ourselves, is she lying? Told you guys on the last episode, what's going on with this relationship with um, Starlight and, and Huey? Um, what's her actual name? I'll, I'll, I'll think of it, but call it Starlight for now. Starlight and Huey. What's going on with it? Um, are they in or are they out? Like, does she like him? Like, does, do they want to be together? Are they going to try to make it work? They're also like fighting this big, long fight. Well, she says like, I'm not with him. Tell me if I'm lying. Well, we'll see. We'll all find out, right? All right. Now we got Black Noir. So thrilled to see this guy. Um, and, you know, in, uh, featured in this episode. So thrilled. Um, I have so many questions about who this person is, what exactly the power is. And now he's got a card for this person that's working the Texas butcher. He's looking for Billy butcher. And this is something that I'm still struggling through. So you guys you know, hear me out, help me out. He's, he's on this path for butcher. He wants to find him and kill him. Let's just, let's think through this. Why they're, cause there's a whole thing here between him and this lab tech. They find him. They're in the storm drain. And she's going to help him look for black for butcher. But I'm trying to think what is, so he just found out compound V was made by a bot and he was upset. He cried about it. Remember we saw black noir crying in the last episode when he got the news butcher and his team killed translucent. We know that. Um, and they like, yeah, help me out, guys. We'll uh, I'll think about it and we'll uh, we'll cover it on the next episode. You know, I'm sure it'll reveal itself if I if I'm just missing it. But if uh, you know if there's more on that Black Noir, Billy Butcher story, you know what's the you know maybe it's just him getting back to work. You know, the rest of the seven did go look for him in those storm drains. Maybe he's just now like, um, you know, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna try whatever. I'm gonna try to find him. I'm gonna get back to work. I'm gonna stop crying. Maybe as simple as that. Okay, so Starlight now, um, back to Starlight. You know, she just had that confrontation with Homelander in the elevator. Now she's with Huey. It's one of their meetups, right? They've been meeting up like this, very secretive, because he's on the run. She's a member of the Seven again. They just keep reminding you of, like, why is there so much cloak and dagger, right? Like, why? that's why. And it's going to be like that, right, for a while. Well, that's essentially what this conversation is. You know, they're... Um, she says, we did it. We got Compound V out in the open. We got it on the news. Like, what now? <laughs> and he says, it's going to take time. Like, this is, you know, you're taking on the establishment. That's what he's saying here. He's saying that, like, you know, we're, we're fighting the government of, like, the whole world, basically. Um, this is going to take, you know, this is, a, this is a war, essentially. But she says, but when? Right? She is, she's gotta be done she's like she she's up to her neck right so then we get this weird phone call oh this is so weird you don't even hear mother's milk talking it's just little 
these are my notes, you know, the big film making expert here. Um, but it's just, you know, it's like this felt like the most stage phone call. Why not just get some audio bites of him on the other side? Anyway, he's going to go to Raleigh with Mother's Milk to go look for that Liberty person because it's connected to everything. So they want to go find out what's going on with that. Before he goes, though, he's like, something is wrong with Starlight. Something is going on here. And she says, I'm just going to hang out here for a while. I'm not ready to go back to the tower. Well, who would be? You know, after that in- interaction with, with Homelander, I wouldn't want to go back either. And she breaks down. She's crying. Huey's like, what happened? You know, he can see that she's on the verge of really losing it. She needs a break. I mean, it's just like all of us think about what, you know, you, you can only do so much before you just got to take a break. You know, she has been pushed to the limit already. And now Homelander threatened her life, kind of pushed her over the edge. So Huey, of course, they were just setting this up, right? Which I like. We're going to bring her along to Raleigh. And while they're talking about this trip, I'm going to take a quick drink. Excuse me, guys. Yeah, so Mother's Milk's not having it. Um, He's like, no, she can't come. She's a member of the Seven. I mean, obviously. But... Obviously, she's going to go. You're right. I mean, this is the story for us. This would be wild if he asked, said no, and like that was it. Um, so she's going to go with them. Mother's Milk is not thrilled about it. We'll get that. All right, so now we got A-Train. Here we go. Right there's This is the A-Train scene. He sees, I forget what his name is. I think I'll get it here with the subtitles. I'll be able to read it. Um, it's the other speedster, Shockwave. So we got Shockwave and A-Train. Shockwave is the orange one. If you remember from season one, they did the foot race, right? So they he's always been almost the competition. That was the big race that he killed his girlfriend over with the compound V. Now this guy's like interviewing at Vought, and here comes Homelander. Did you tell him? And they're breaking the news. A-Train, you're gone. Homelander, you're out of the seven. Did a great job. Um, he's kicking him out. He's saying you're done. You know, you're out of the seven. And this is back to what happened in episode three. Toward the end, really. And, well, what's been happening since A-Train's been back is his heart is still giving him trouble. Every time he uses his speed, he, he like, has to stop. He's yelling at Ashley. He said, you used to get my coffee. He just, this is just like the classic person getting fired at an office right now. He says, I'm not going. I can't leave. Homelander is just explaining it to him here. Says you can't run. You're not even making the top 20. And you're in the seven. Like this is embarrassing. What are you doing? Um, She does kind of sweeten the pot for him a little bit. Trying to, I mean, I guess like Ashley's just trying to be somewhat of a human here. You're going to get a year of parades. You're going to get a TV special. We're going to set you up with all the, you know, social media and and a brand. You're going to have a full brand of your own and take care of you. But he's out of the seven. And he's pissed. And he gives, the A-Train's giving him a cold look, but like, what can you do? And that's what we're all wondering, right? Like, what do you do to a, like, eventually everyone might become a Billy Butcher, right? Like, you know what? Screw this guy. How do we take him down? Because A-Train is now pissed. And I want to see what's going on with these speedster powers, by the way. 
I mean, speedster is a, a term from like other comics, you know, like the Flash and 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 Quicksilver, you know, DC, Marvel World, all over. Like, I want to see what these speedsters can do because so far, all I've seen A Train do is run fast, put drugs in someone, and like explode Huey's girlfriend. So, not not to say those aren't cool. I'm impressed. I'm impressed. I'm just saying, there's a lot of usually cool things that come with running fast, like time travel and you know phasing and stuff. Just saying, just saying. Um. All right, so now we got the car ride to Raleigh. Another Billy Joel song. I think the last one was something about the second wind. I'm not like a Billy Joel aficionado or whatever the word is. I'm not a word wordsmith either. Um. But. Uh, Starlight and Huey are singing Billy Joel. And Huey, like, gets so excited that he hits, like, the ceiling. They're like little kids. Mother's milk ain't having it. He says, this ain't a road trip. Like, we're this is dangerous. You shouldn't even really be here. I like this. They're driving through, like, the south. They got this barn with Homelander painted on the side of it, like, out in the middle of nowhere. And there's a giant Confederate flag on his uh, cape. So that was a nice touch. Here we go. Another girl being interviewed about her personality, what she is. Also, I don't know if you picked up on this. Most of these girls are insane. Like some of the, if you listen to like what they're talking about, just crazy, like unaware, just trying to find their next person. Um, still don't know what's going on, right? Just, they just keep sprinkling that in. Well, now we get Billy Butcher coming over one of the biggest walls I've ever seen. It's crazy. And he's going to find Becca. We'll come back to them. Over to Frenchie. Um, Frenchie is now... I was confused about this, too. Frenchie is at this girl's house. Okay, he did meet her in season one. All right, it's come back to me. He met her at that diner. She helped him with something. She said, you're going to pay for this and they like kissed or something she grabbed his junk well now i think this is the same girl let me know if i'm wrong please but i think this is the same girl and he's at her apartment and they just like start making out hook up frenchie's on a bender of sorts it seems like he's doing drugs Been we've seen it we've heard it now they're talking about it and he's opening up about kissing kimiko and he says I wanted to make her feel better. This chick knows it. I know it. I bet you all know it. You're full of shit. You did that for you. You did it because you're throwing a pity party right now, which... What's going on with Frenchie, really? You know, he's been... I mean, he was already in, like, kind of the life when Billy found him. And then he came with them, and now they're on the run. They're they're on, you know, they're... They're on every wanted poster ever. They're all over the TV. I guess, like, his his life has been, like, put into shambles. But, oh man, sorry guys, I also have some pictures here I need to keep you guys up to speed with. So, uh, sorry that you've had to watch, look at the boys logo the whole time, but it's not bad. Um, let's get caught up. So we've already talked about that. Let's get up to this Frenchie scene. There's A-Train. All right, we're coming up on that next one with uh, uh, Mother's Milk and Starlight. So, um, so Frenchie and this girl just talk about how he's dealing with his feelings. Like, you did this for you. She kind of brings that to light for Frenchie. Hopefully, he'll take that news to heart. Uh, you know, apologize, first of all, to Kimiko. You don't kiss someone right after their brother gets killed. Now, this is all super interesting here. This scene here. 
Um, this is Mother's Milk and Starlight. Let's get her actual name right. Um, why can't I think of it, guys? I can picture Huey like saying it. In scene. Here we go. Aaron Moriarty. That's the actress. She plays Starlight. Even this doesn't say her actual name. Um, just so you guys know, we're at 2506. I just had to pause for five seconds. Um, we'll think of it though. So Starlight's um noticing that Mother's Milk has OCD of some kind. You know, he does he had to like stir his coffee three times and like lick the straw, put it down. And we see that she's noticed that, you know, it's like a zoom in on her face. She like makes a mental note. Um, and she here is making an attempt to find common ground with mother's milk to start building some rapport. He doesn't really know her. He doesn't really like soups. She's with the seven. So she tells a story about when her dad would take her to get, was it ice cream or cake or something? Cupcakes. And then he tells a story about his dad going into Baskin Robbins and trying ice cream. So they got this common thing, right? They're dead. Like, Cause everybody can kind of relate to a parent, like taking you to a special place for like a treat. She knew this. She's just trying to find some way to get a dialogue going and it works. Like they're just having a good time here, sharing a special moment. This scene is about these two creating a bond. And having more stake in the relationship than than previously, so that you know down the road as we move forward, um, you know this will take this will uh, make, have an impact on the decisions that people make and how they protect the ones that they now know and care about, and you know it's it, you know deep shit like that. But we'll see what happens. I, I liked it. I think it was um it was a long scene. It's still going, but. It was nice. It was just a nice to see them. So they have a nice cheers at the end. We're here. We're doing it. Um, and now they're going to get back on the road. Here's more signs of the OCD. This is what I was saying about the confusing part, though. Sorry, the rest of that made total sense to me. The only thing I was... And it's because I, I don't know anything really about this world, but they do put a, a shine a light on the OCD. You know, he's got wet wipes out now. Um for her to clean her hands because he says, you know, you can't, you get, you should use wet wipes. It's just another like OCD. So they're highlighting it for us to see. She's, she's noticing, just pointing it out because they are, um, a big triant semi hits this car. It's just a car accident. It's not like, you know, I, you're, are all of our thoughts are like, is this Vought? Is this, you know, is it a, is this superhero related? This just looks like a horrible, horrible car accident. Starlight runs to help because she's a superhero. It's what a superhero does, which we've seen Huey do this too, but they're like not having it. No, we can't get in the spotlight now. We are off the grid. If anybody sees us together, it's over. And even their plan to get her out there was pretty uh, flaky. Like she has a chip in her and she said she's going to visit her family and she has like family out here. Super shady. But I think they'll, t- I think they'll show us how people are like not paying attention right now. And that kind of works in their favor. All right, so now we get Becca, Butcher's wife. He's laying in a car. She sees the car door open from inside. It's nighttime. He's hiding and says, is there anywhere to go without cameras? We see here a couple things. There are cameras everywhere. She's definitely on them. She's definitely watched. And she even just now had to show the camera 
Like, I'm just getting cigarettes, right? I'm just getting cigarettes and a lighter. And now we get, for the first time since forever, I mean, besides not a flashback, we get Billy and Becca back together. Nice moment. Big embrace. This was the whole thing of season one, guys. This is huge. This is like, this is everything we have known about Billy Butcher since day one, since he walked into that audio store where Huey worked, right? It's been about this. And what do we know? We know that Becca was presumably raped and at the very least, you know, had sex with Homelander because she had his son. And now this is Billy's. I mean, Billy hasn't seen her since before that, since before she even got pregnant. I mean, it's been, we've seen that. We've seen her kid. How old's her kid? 10? Right? Nine? It's probably been, I think in season one, they say it's been eight years or something. So maybe it's been like, you know, eight or nine years. Butcher says, I never gave up. I always, I was always looking for you. And now they get to the nitty gritty. Um, he says like, how, what's going on? And she says, I protected you what the first time, you know, cause end of season one, Homelander dropped off Billy, right? He dropped him off. Well, he laid him on the ground, found Becca and his son. And he says, why didn't Homelander kill me then? He just dropped me off in some random state. She said, I did a one-time deal. I said, if he ever hurt you or killed you, I'd kill myself in front of Ryan, Jacob. I'm Ryan. Ryan's the son's name I just saw. Pretty dark. Said, I'll kill myself. And he said, well, good thing he doesn't know you very well. She said, I was not bluffing. Dark. She says, Ryan has to come with us. He says, Billy says, well, I saw his eyes glow. We know how Billy feels about soups. Fucking soups. That's like the whole thing. Like it's the whole thing he says, like fucking soups. Um, he hates them. He doesn't care who they are. Well, this is now the ultimate test. This is Becca's son. Her nine-year-old son, not like even like a newborn baby. Not to say like that'd be any easier to like part ways with. But I mean, she's been raising her son for nine years. She's never going to go a different way but you can see on billy's face he has thought he is thinking about it but he's also very somber he's he's like we'll all go then fine and they get this half-baked plan you know to they'll say we'll we'll figure it out so she has to get back to the house she says um you know she's on these cameras billy's gonna wait here under this bridge <laughs> big moment though <clears throat> I need to come up with a name for these three. Huey, Starlight, and Mother's Milk. It's too tough right now, but we'll think about it. Um, so we get them back at the hotel. It says, I got us two rooms. So naturally, he's staying with Mother's Milk. I guess, like, this is where, this is where we're going to get some clarity on the relationship a little bit. I mean, at least piece of a puzzle. She reaches out and texts Huey, texts Huey as he's in bed and um, makes up an excuse so she can see him. She says, like, I'm having a vending machine crisis. And now they're going to hang out, right? Um, I like this scene because um, this is when they're out there by the vending machine. And what, what I like about it is they're just, these actors are really good. 
And I like this situation because it feels very down to earth. It's two people having a real conversation just for the sake of making conversation. You know, we've all been there. Um, you know, they don't know exactly where they stand. The world's falling around them, you know, all around them, falling apart. Um, and they're just having two, a conversation about candy bars. And um, then she also brings up the OCD uh, with mother's milk and said, you've never noticed these things. How have you not noticed this? You've been with the guy for how long now? Um, and now Huey says, like I do now, cause you pointed it out to me. Um, and she's saying that there's a, like some parallels here with all of them, you know, things that are out of your control that you feel like, you know, what can you do to keep, make you feel like you have control in your life again? Um, so she, maybe it's just about identifying that parallel for them. I don't know. We'll see. So then she swishes a piece of trash. Yui misses. And they're just figuring it out. You know, what are they going to do? She obviously came along. She obviously has feelings for him. And now they're talking about the dark stuff. They did kind of the, the, you know, let's talk, let's do small talk. Now it's like, I don't sleep. I'm not eating. I, Huey says he's chewing his fingernails down to, you know, the bone every night. She's not sleeping. She's terrified. And she's going to share how she's feeling at Seven Tower. Because, I mean, this is why, you know, how do you put yourself? It's even, it's very hard. You can see, like, I'm at a loss to even, I'm trying to relate to her. Like, what a time. She's at Tower, at, what do they call it? Tower 7. It's, like, where the, the where all of them live. Um, and she's essentially, like, lying to everybody and to expose this company. And, like, to what end? And that's where she's sitting with it, basically. She's sitting, like, how far do I take this? Because my life's at stake. How much of an impact am I even having? You know, is this worth it? Um, so we also see that uh, Huey and, and I wish I could remember her regular name, not her superhero name. I mean, Annie. It's Annie. <laughs> Got it, guys. I'm sure that was driving you guys crazy. Um, so they end up having... You know, intercourse they hook up she has the light on a little bit um so hey are they gonna make out are they gonna I mean, are they gonna work out we're gonna see another chick another one getting interviewed about what they like pa about past relationships this one says i had a boyfriend we got matching ed sheeran tattoos and then he left two weeks later i fucking hate ed sheeran is what the girl says I don't know, was that the third, fourth girl? We're gone again. Whole episode. All right, Billy and Becca. See, like, this is where the episode, you know, they got to give us real time with these two. My biggest question, you know, she's pulling Becca up. Here we go. She's going to, they're going to talk. They end up um, having sex. They're just going to have, they're just going to hook up right now. So this part of the show is, a, you know, hot and heavy. Got Huey and Starlight in some hotel. These guys are under a bridge. The boys are banging in episode four. All right. Um, but what I'm wondering, and what we're all wondering, like, what happened? Like, tell us what happened. Because if you remember 
episode, I'm sorry, season one, we saw security footage of Homelander and her going to a room. They come out three hours later, three hours. And she's, her hair is messed up, her body, her, her clothes. Well, here, after, you know, their coitus, um, they're going to talk about it. And they're going to talk about it just a little bit. And basically, she does it kind of in one sentence. Because, like, how how far would you want to talk about this? She says, you know, he raped me. So if there's any question of, like, anything that happened, you know, were they, did she go in there willingly? Did she, you know, it just didn't make sense. No, she was raped. Homelander. I mean, it's weird because we haven't, that's like the only real like rapey thing we've seen him do. We've seen him be weird with Madeline and the milk and, you know, drinking that milk. I mean, we're, again, those milk moments don't seem like milk moments. That's got to be the hashtag, right? Um, they're not stopping. Um, we've seen him kill ruthlessly when things don't go his way. Um, we've seen, we've just seen, you know, like supervillain sociopath stuff, but like, not a lot of like other rapey stuff. So it was just, you know, it was it was something that I wondered about, but now we know. Um basically now he's asking her um what is it like living um in this place and she's just saying it's boring. You know, she's a house mom. She plays the role, but it's not that bad because she keeps her son safe and that's all that matters to her. And here we have another moment where she says you're going to like him and we'll be all, you know, the three of us are going to go but Billy is still – it's not like he's saying, we're good. I'm okay with it. He he doesn't say anything because he doesn't really know what to say yet. I mean, he feels so much hate, hatred towards soups. But he says, I don't care because I'm not a very good role model. He says that. So he's already looking for ways out, you know. So she changes the subject. She's like, we'll come back around to this. But she's feeling him out. Like, are you going to accept my son? That's the big question here. And we need, you know, all these, all this conversation to figure it out. She asks him how he's been. He lies about starting up some private security company. Um, and then she calls bullshit immediately and he tells the truth. You know, I've been living in the gutter. I've been on the run. And this is where Becca, we get a sense for how well Becca knows Billy. This is what they're showing us here. Like she says, I never wanted that for you. You know, like, I know that you, that's, that's in you. And I, I, I didn't want that you to go on this revenge mission, but you know, they obviously both had a rough, rough go since, um, Homelander got put in their lives, you know, since she started working for Vought, everything's just been, been shitty since then. Um, all right, so as we wrap up this scene, we're going to take a quick break um, and come in. So I think we're like, where are we at? Let's just do a check. Oh, so we're 40 minutes in. We're like 20 minutes to go, 28 minutes to go. Let's take a quick break, and we'll be right back. All right, folks, we're back, and we are watching The Boys, Season 2, Episode 4, Live Watch. And we're not even going to waste a beat. We're going to get right back into the show and uh, wrap this up, and then we'll uh, talk about what you have to look forward to um, on the rest of the week for mostly superheroes. Um, in the meantime, if you're wanting to uh, look, look at us, check us out. We're at mostly superheroes.com. So you can check us out there, but right now let's get back to the boys. 
we're at 40 minutes, 19 seconds. And we are going to go in three, two, one. All right, so we're wrapping up the scene with Billy and Becca. This is their second interaction in this like fortress. And he says, I'm going to make it up to you for the rest of my life till the day that I die. Essentially saying, we're getting out of here. We'll take Ryan, her son, whatever you need. Um, all right, so we have, before we get to the scene on the screen right now, just before it, we have uh, Mother's Milk back in the car with Annie and Huey. And um, they're just still heading to Raleigh to talk to somebody about Lady Liberty to get some info. All right. Now we have like a Good Morning America type show on. Excuse me. Um, And we have Homelander. It's called In-Depth with Maria something. We'll get her name here because he says it. It's what's funny. We have Homelander and Maeve being interviewed on like a Today Show. Like think about like Good Morning America. Um, and, uh, they're just doing like a, you know, a little morning segment, just like an update from the superheroes type thing. You think, well, then this Maria person asked a direct point about like, why is menu Onos? That might be it. Maria menu Onos. Uh, she says, why is the seven so white? Where's the diversity? Um, Homelander says we got a train who we just fired. We we have Black Noir who's doesn't affiliate with a race, so they're covered. And he says we have a gay hero. Focus comes in on Maeve. You guys know where this is going, don't you? Queen Maeve. He outs her guys on national television. What are you doing? This guy is crazy. Like I know he's also like a killer and whatnot. But, like, this is messed up. He says she's gay. Her girlfriend's name is Elena. And then she knows that the jig's up. He knows He's like, all right, he's after her. So we get out of the talk show. Crazy in itself. We know there's going to be repercu- repercussions from that, right? That's on, that's on TV. Um, but also just, like, that's not how you do it. You know, that's not how you, you don't, you never out someone. You don't do it on national television. Um, but, like, this guy... Yeah, right. He's going to do whatever he wants, always. I mean, that's like the whole message here. He's all-powerful. How far do you get pushed? Like, this is something that he didn't think about whenever you're, you know, I see, for this is what I see foreshadowing-wise. You know, you're pushing these people harder than you ever had before. And the only thing that he does differently here is he kind of spins it. He tries to put a positive spin on it to Maeve that, hey, I want you to be happy. So go be happy. But he does want her to stop lying. So he like really yells at her here. He says, stop. I'm done with the lies. He goes, I'm all the way done with lies. So she's, she knows he's telling the truth. Tells him, all right, I love her. I do love her. And he's going to say, all right, we'll go out there and be happy. Now, whether he means this, probably not. Maybe a small part of him, maybe, you know, the little part of Homelander that's human, you know, might be like, oh, I do want you to be, you know, happy. But um, yeah, right. No, he's just doing this to kind of like sweeten the deal, you know, because like I'm saying, like my foreshadowing is he's he's pushed A-Train out all the way out. He just cornered Starlight and made she's crying and breaking down. 
just to where to the point to where she couldn't even come back to Seven Tower. Think about that. You know, your your actions have consequences. And what I see happening is he's pushing these people all the way around him, and maybe there will be some sort of I don't know if there'll be like an alliance or if someone's gonna be like, We gotta fight this guy. We're gonna see. So we'll see what happens with Maeve. But she's been outed on TV. He basically says, I'm not gonna hurt her, but get in line. He's like, get in line. Now we have um, like a press conference uh, with Stormfront. She's in the spotlight nonstop. She is, she's out there, she, you know, guerrilla marketing as much as she can, blasting out content, doing live speeches in the middle of like downtown. I don't know if we've ever said what city this is. Is it New York? We'll have to see. I'm, I'm not sure if I've ever known what city these people are living in. Either way, she's given this speech. Now we have Kimiko coming up to essentially kill Stormfront. She's on this revenge hunt, right? This is what the last shot we got at episode three was the zoom in out of her face. She's having flashbacks now of her brother's hands being ripped off, of his head being cracked and neck being cracked. Thankfully, in this sweater that looks like carpet from the 1970s, we have Frenchie show up to say, like, don't do that. Here we get another um, nice show of Stormfront's powers where we can confirm, you know, he's got those purple lightning. She flies up and then she flies off at like Homelander type speed. All right. So Kimiko lives to fight another day. We'll see what happens. And we also know Stormfront can fly just like Homelander. Because I don't think we had known that before. All right, um, so back to Raleigh, North Carolina. Uh, this is where I am somewhat still confused about this plot point. I think I maybe missed something in one of the first three episodes about like what exactly they need to know about Lady Liberty. Why are they coming up? I need to go back and watch like why that picture made like was important. That's the only part I'm missing is like the significance. Now, I see where it goes. You know, this is great. This is a great storyline. This woman is thinking these that Mother's Milk and the boys are and, and Annie are Vaught. She says, I already signed your paperwork. I've already kept all this quiet. Now Mother's Milk is breaking it down saying, hey, hold on. Let me, if you just hear me out, then, then I'll leave if you don't like what I say. But just hear me out. And she's she's terrified. She you can tell she's had interactions with Vought. Like this, she's already trying to close the door on him again two times now. Um, basically what he's gonna do here is he's gonna reason with her. He's telling he's gonna share with something not we've never heard before. And we're getting the second reference to his father in this episode. So we know he loved his dad, right? I mean, he had the ice cream story. Well, now he's telling us that um he always believed in the law. And that Vought came after him. And his dad worked his butt off to fight against the establishment. You know, he, he typed, he wrote all night. He'd write all night, every night. Um, but Vought wouldn't let this this black guy at the time, you know, whenever this was. I guess you could assume it's like the 80s or something. Um, maybe in the 90s. He just was always fighting against Vought. 
And now he's saying, he passed that down to me. You know, like that's, it's my fight now too. Like this is in my blood. And that's why the three of us are here is to fight against this establishment. And only a story like this could motivate someone that has had the fear of God, like put in them, you know, like this lady was threatened with something for knowing something. So long story short, we, you know, that's needed a good job. Here we go. We're going to get the story. She says it's been 48 years. All right. So strap in guys. They're all sitting down. It's story time. And 48 years. We know that superhero has been around for 80 years or so. So like, where's this fit in the story of everything? And what is this lady about to tell us? Like I'm sitting here watching and I'm like, is she the superhero? Is she, but no, no, she, no. She said that her brother got murdered 48 years ago and she tried to tell everyone didn't happen. No one would listen. And we get the story first. Then we'll talk about like the confidentiality agreement, but here we are. We get the flashback to this car. Okay. So they're going to mix it in. The boys does this with their storytelling. They do like the, the flashback. Back and forth. It's kind of like jarring, but it's it's good. It's a good way of storytelling. We get this hooded figure as the car approaches. It's a rainy night. Little girl in the back. This is the person telling the story. And now we have Liberty saying, pulling her brother out of the car is driving, said, this car has been robbed. The guy's like, this is my car. What are you doing? She punches him. He says, lady, why are you doing this to me? I'm supposed to be a hero. And she said, I am a hero for killing a black piece of shit like you. Jesus. I mean, intense, guys. I mean, oh my gosh. And then it shows his face and it's just destroyed. But he's still alive. Really tragic. Like, like really traumatizing, I should say. So, she says, this lady did this. She killed my brother. I told my parents. They said, there's nothing we can do. Vought came to our house. Same thing that happened to Huey. Here's a check. Keep your mouth shut. Don't tell anybody. Same exact thing that happened to Huey. Same thing that happened to Billy. Well, not Billy, but did it happen? Someone came and talked to him, right? Well, regardless, the same thing that Vaude always does. Here's some money. Keep your mouth shut. $2,000. Just killed your son. Here's $2,000. Insane. She says, we have, I am so scared of this Lady Liberty. I'm, I'm, you can't tell anybody. Huey says, why are you scared? Why are you scared of that? That person hasn't been seen since 1979. This lady grabs a paper and says, no, no, no. This is Lady Liberty. Here's the big reveal, guys. Stormfront. It's Stormfront. What? Oh, man. So now we're going to hear them break it down. Like Lady Liberty, Stormfront, same person. That makes her like 70 years old. Compound V. Annie's like, maybe she can live forever. Maybe she doesn't age. I'm starting to think not. If it's the same person. She had just told Homelander, you got to change with the times. God knows I did. That's a line that she says. Guys, this is the same person. This girl has been one of the very first superheroes maybe ever created. More to come. Can't wait to see where this goes. Like, what's that mean? And now she's a, she's a different superhero this time. But obviously still racist. How interesting. It's like if a 70-year-old person, like right now, had superpowers, didn't age, what would it be like? And I'm not saying I know. 
but like that's what's going to be explored in this show. Um, very interesting. So then we get a little piece while they're in the car. Uh, sorry, guys, keep you guys up to date with some pictures here. There's Lady Liberty. That's that shot of them. Here's Homelander, and this is the scene we're going to get uh, next. But okay, uh, before we get there, Homelander is now looking at um, memes of himself. This is what's trending right now all over the internet. Homelander memes. There's so many good ones. Let's just let's just call out a couple real quick. The real leader of the seven, and it's like Stormfront's face on Homelanders. Um, let's see what else we can do here. Girls get it done. Go home. You're drunk. And it's just Homelander like this. Me and the squad on our way to respect Stormfront. And they're all on scooters. <laughs> Someone please touch my tiny dick. Sad face is one for Homelander. Oh, it's good. There's a bunch. So this is this is what's trending right now. I did pause for a minute. We're at 52, 33. If you're following along, hit and play right now. So Homelander's pissed. He lets it get to him. This is the last thing you do, right? No matter who you are, don't be getting on the internet and reading people's comments on you all the time. Totally destructive. Extra destructive when you layer on sociopathic, psychopath, superhero freak. He's not, I don't think they're freaks by any means. But like that's this guy is crazy, right? Don't be reading that stuff because you're the last person that needs to. You'll go off and do something crazy. Well, here he is. He's just yelling at Stormfront. And that's the picture we have here. So he's just yelling at Stormfront. And um, basically saying, you're stealing my my uh, spotlight. You're, you're doing this and you're ruining my reputation. And she pushes back. She even makes fun of him, calls him Gramps, says, get with the times. He does the red eyes, like, I will kill you. She said, I clearly pushed you a little far. All right. This is where we're going to get a little bit of heart-to-heart here. Um, oh, and I'm sorry, guys. I jumped ahead in my head because I've seen this. So this is the part where she says, um, you know, you got to change with the times. So he says, you're not going to take this away from me. So do you spent $273 um, million on that stupid campaign. She said, with five guys on laptops, churning out memes. So I practically pay them with Arby's gift cards. <laughs> um, said, you can't win the whole country. Nobody can. Why are you even trying? You don't need 50 million people to love you. You need 5 million people fucking pissed. Emotion cells, anger cells. She's like, you have fans. You have your own demographic. She's like, I have soldiers. I have people working on my behalf. Oh, my gosh. This scene is crazy, guys. The parallels of this show and what's happening in the real world. The parallels are so thick. They're so great. Like, so refreshing. Um, because that's that's – I feel like that's how we all are. Everybody's so divided that you're never going to win the whole country. That's what she's saying. You're always going to have, like, all this all these people that are – fighting over nothing. So just find the thing they hate most and get them to, to write, to write about it online, to troll, take over. Sound familiar? So she's figured this out. They each have their ways, right? He says, I don't need your help. And he says, thanks, but he leaves. He doesn't like, you know, she obviously got in his head a little. 
And she said, my door is always open for anything. She kind of touched his back. There was a little bit of, you know, sexual tension here. Can't ignore it. I mean, I think it's on purpose. It's very intentional that, you know, maybe there'll be, you know, if these two get together, I don't know. We'll see what happens. All right, we got Becca and Billy, the third and final interaction of the episode. And before I dive into it, I'm going to take a quick drink. All right, well, if you're watching along, which again, not a requirement, but you're welcome to. She says she can't go. Becca can't go. And it's one simple reason. Billy's never going to accept Ryan. Excuse me. <laughs> um, he's, she says, I, I can see that you'll never accept him, and he admits it. And he says he's a billion-dollar piece of Vought property. He says they're not going to ever let him go. But, like, you already, you didn't even need that second sentence, dude. You have made it crystal clear how you feel here. She says it's Ryan they care about, not us. And she uses logic here. Instead of, she doesn't have to defend herself, but she does. She says, Vought, then we have two Homelanders. What good is that? And then he just called, obviously, that's where I got it from, probably. I he says he's a fucking soup freak. Tell us how you really feel. Like it's over. If I, I'm not a mom, but I mean your mother out there, family, right? I mean, you're you obviously you are your vision and your perspective on all this is skewed because you think it's some situation where the two of us escape without my son. Like how? Like where? What? In what world would that ever happen for Becca? Right. So she says, I'm not going to go. And this is where she confirms, actually. He raped me. When I found out I was pregnant, I went to Vought. I didn't go to you. Think about that. She went to Vought, not Billy. And everything that happened, happened. And she knew that there was the possibility that this could be the route it goes. But she did it because she knew it would keep her son safe from Billy. This is, as Billy would say, diabolical. In a bad way. Like this is shattering. This is like that, you know, the unknown of where do me and Becca stand that Billy's going through. Well, you're finding out right now. It's probably not going to work. There's no world where the three of you are together. Because you can't let go of your hate and your revenge. And your disgust for something that's different than you. Because, well, just of your life. So Becca says, get out of here. I've got a. She's not mad or anything, but she's like, I got the a remote that um, basically is going to be, um, it's going to be sending all the soldiers from around here. So she's giving him a, I think what she said, either 60 seconds or an hour. Either way, yeah, I'm going to give you a head start. I mean, huge guys. This guy, I mean, that, that was everything that he worked for in season one. And now we have a bad news situation. Black Noir has seen Billy Butcher on camera leaving the facility. Because remember, this is a this is a bot location. This was always going to happen. The only thing that sucks is that it happened for not really no reason. I mean, at least Billy knows more than he did. You know, he, he has that common ground, that, that, that knowledge of where him and Becca stand. Same for her. But still, he left empty-handed, and now Black Noir knows where he is. 
we're going to be dealing with that soon, I'm sure. Um, all right, so back to Huey and Annie. He's basically saying, you know, if you ever want to hook up again, because they hooked up in this episode, let's do it. And he's just kind of making the light of it. And she says that can never happen again. Excuse me. Um, she's been essentially breaking up with him here, folks. Um, there's no, you know, kind of getting around it. He's, she's like, and it's not because she doesn't love him. It's because she knows that they'll be blind with them being together. And it's too dangerous. She's still undercover ish. She's done things that if Homelander ever finds out, she'll he'll, he will kill her. Um, but they kiss. And she says goodbye. So for now, Huey's sad again. She doesn't even look as she goes down. Um, but she knows it's what's best for now. Yeah, I don't think it necessarily has to be forever. You know, Huey is trying to, they're all just trying to have it all, right? Can we have it all? Can we be normalish? Can we date and do this? I mean, this is a war. We'll see. We'll see what happens. But for the time being, she basically you know, cut it off. That's probably where we're going to be left in episode four. All right, so now we have the deep. <laughs> Spoiler if you weren't aware, these girls are being interviewed for the deep. Now, this last one says a bunch of stuff in the most monotone, like the very much like, I'll always be there to love you the way you need to be loved. It was really great meeting you. And he's like all about it. He's like, this is so funny. So apparently they're interviewing women here we find out to be his wife. Spoiler alert, that's what's going on. So he's with that therapist lady. This is where I think we get some more clarity on who her name's Carol. What she's about, it seems like she is definitely making decisions for the deep. He says, I like that one. I'm in love with her. The monotone girl. He's like, I'm all about it. <laughs> you know, zero personality. And he she says, No, Carol, what's her name? Carolina, Carolina something on here cassandra she goes he goes i thought i had a choice she said she says you do and you're choosing cassandra uh so he doesn't have a choice at all um she's like that girl that you just saw she's lovely but um we need to satisfy your base desires and rehabilitate your image to get you back into the seven isn't that what you want and well that's the question He's like, do I want it so badly that I don't have free will in my own life? Because he's been going through his own journey. So we find out that's been what's sprinkled out throughout the whole episode. So we'll see what happens with his wife. Will he try to get back into the seven? Will he marry some woman he doesn't even like? And we learn that this therapist really is seeming to make the decisions for the deep on behalf of Vought. All right. So where are we at here? We're we're coming to a close, aren't we? We sure are. Well, folks, we're we're time we're down to the last. I don't know if it's the last scene, but it's we're coming to to the end here, with Homelander at the cabin, with the shapeshifter is what I'm going to call that person. I'm sure he has an actual name. Now he's doing the whole song and dance here. He's 
um, becoming, he's become Madeline. He's got the milk. <laughs> Homelander's not having it. So maybe the milk moments are over. Because he says to her, he's angry. He looks disgusted at her. He's he's reacting in a way we've never seen before with him around Madeline. And he's having a, a, an epiphany. I don't need anyone. Only me. Only me. And I've got the picture up for you now. This is this is what Shapeshifter heard, right? Bald fat guy. He can turn into anybody. Well, he turns into Homelander. Still in the gown, right? I'll just say it. We all know it. This scene is crazy. He says, come on. He sounds just like Homelander. He said, how much do you want this? He's getting closer. I mean, I reacted to this. I mean, this has like made me feel weird about looking in the mirror. Like, this is so bizarre for me. He says, I'm going to S your D so effing hard. I mean, it's such a dirty sentence. This is an explicit show, and I still didn't want to say it. Um, he says it's not even gay. It's your, it's you, man. It's, 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 you know, and there are two of them. They're looking at each other and it's like, is he, is this it? Is this what Homelander wants? This is where you're going on the path. Like, is this what he wants? Obviously, Shapeshifter is just trying to preserve himself because what he just heard was, you just love yourself. You don't need anybody. I need to make myself valuable. And he's pumping this guy up. Homelander is furious. He has like the most disgusted look on his face and says, you're pathetic. He's crying though. He's crying. He says, you're pathetic. So as he's, he's talking to the shapeshifter, obviously, but he says, I don't need everyone to love me. I don't need anybody. And he's going to, there we go. Snaps his neck. Yep. Oh, he's, he's really, I don't need you. So it's like, is he talking to the shapeshifter here? There you go. He kills. Weird scene. It's like, I thought Homelander was going to be banging Homelander there for a second. Like we all were. Like we were all preparing ourselves for a Homelander, Homelander, you know, sesh. But no, he lifts him up, says, I don't need you. I don't need anyone. Snaps his own neck, essentially. Might be some, you know, some stuff in there. Like, was he talking to himself a little bit? I think he was mainly talking to the shapeshifter, but, you know, you could contemplate on it. Either way, what do we know? He's going to move forward on his own. He doesn't need himself. He doesn't need anybody to, it's not, like, why does he care about people liking him, right? Um, all right, guys, the credits are rolling. Um, I think that was our last, yeah, that's our last photo, too. Um, let's go back to the boys' main shot here. So, episode three, episode four of the boys. Uh, there it is, folks. Um, great episode. So much that I'm curious about. You know, we got, we got these episodes dropping weekly now. We're not used to that kind of watch, really, unless you... Or like me and you watch some of the you know primetime stuff like CW and 
whatnot, then you, you're kind of used to that still. But for the most part, we've been streaming on Netflix, HBO, Hulu, 10 episodes at a time. You get them all in one day. Well, they did this. I'm not going to call it you know, controversial because it's, we're talking about TV at the end of the day here. But fans were definitely upset about it, Dropping Weekly. I honestly don't mind. Again, I have a show where I talk about this stuff, so it's kind of fun for me to go one at a time. That being said, it is a little daunting to think about having to wait, what, seven more weeks for all these episodes? Regardless, this one was great. Um, another banger. Um, some things that I'm curious about. Let's just go down the list here. Homelander. He's going to be on this mission. Oh, you know, just give a spoiler alert because I already watched it. And this will help me kind of think through these characters and, and what they're going to be up to the rest of the season. They released the teaser for next week already, episode five. Um, so some things that happen in this episode and in that teaser. So we see Homelander saying he's going to go off and do his own thing. Um, you know, just kind of bury the lead here. He's going to go talk to the masses of people, do his own thing. And there's a scene in the teaser where his eyes glow and it looks like it looks like he shoots lasers into a crowd of people. That's insane to me for an episode five, even though it is like, you know, I, I kind of follow the typical TV show hierarchy, right? You got like the mid season finale and then they kind of calm back down for episode six and ramp you back up for the remaining episodes. So maybe you could convince me that something that drastic could happen in episode five where he's like, just kind of, up to his neck and, and bullshit. He's done trying to please everybody and he just blasts a crowd of people. It could also be like a dream sequence type thing, you know, or like a daydream as he's like actually talking. He does like a daydream shows do that. It's not mis It's a little misleading, but I also, I get it. it gets me excited. It gets people excited for the show. We'll see. I could see it happening. Stormfront. Is she 70 years old? Was she one of the first superheroes created? And if so, like, what's her agenda? And what is her end goal? We know that she's here for a takeover, and she's got society basically figured out, especially if you've been around that long. You see how it works. Um, we'll see. Maeve's been outed. She's gay in the public's eye, which we and we know she, she truly is. She loves this Elena girl. We'll see. A-Train got kicked out. Starlight broke up with Huey and is going to probably sever those ties for a minute so that she can just focus on keeping it together at Tower 7. Um, Billy. He just escaped. He's probably going to go right back to the boys because he came, he did not get Becca and he has nowhere to go. He's got to go back to be safe somewhere. And guys, let's just, again, just to, this is a perfect place to end it. Black Noir. He's coming. I think that was in the teaser too. He's on his. He's coming for Billy. Billy probably goes back to the boys. We're gonna be in for a real nice episode if we get a Black Noir fight scene. It's gonna be exactly what I was just saying previously in this episode. I want some more on this character. Who is this Black Noir? So much mystery. Cool outfit. No idea who you are. No backstory. I'm loving it. It's like a John Wick situation. That's like a, who is this guy? Um, so I think that's what we'll be seeing in episode five and you know, we're going to talk about it. Um, we're going to talk about all these, you know, we're here for the boys. Um, this show is so good. <laughs> season two is killing it so far and I'm pumped to see what they do in these next episodes. 
Um, so thanks for watching with me. Hope you enjoyed it. Um, before I wrap up, just plug in what's coming in the next episode. Basically, DC. I, th I was thinking about it during the break. It's going to be basically DC. We got DC fandom. We got, we're going to talk about Batman. We're probably going to talk about Doom Patrol. So, um, Marvel. Hey, man. Where are you guys at? It's been a while. It's quiet. It's a little quiet. What happened with Falcon Winter Soldier? Wasn't that supposed to happen in August? I'm not complaining. I'm just I'm just pointing it out that I haven't heard anything in a while from Marvel and, and the MCU. Um, and I want to talk about some stuff. Give us some news. Give us something we can work with. Um, haven't heard anything on the update on uh, Black Widow release date. We're going to go to Disney Plus. Hey, we'll pay for it. I'll, you got, there's one person. Um, but in the meantime, DC's got plenty to talk about, lots of news. So we're going to talk about them this week. Um, and then more stuff on The Voice, of course. So uh, in the meantime, we got plenty of other content for you to check out. We're at MostlySuperheroes.com. We're on all your social channels, Facebook, Instagram, everywhere you get your podcasts, anywhere you listen. And of course, you know, YouTube is where you get your great video content. You get the images that we go through, you know, that I have up while I'm talking. Um, you get to see the studio. And every time we get down here, there's usually more stuff. So, um, you know, it's looking good in here. And we, we'd love for you to watch and subscribe on YouTube. But um, all that can be found at MostlySuperheroes.com. And you can reach out, write us, and tell us what you want to hear about. You know, we're here to talk about things that I enjoy and I love. But at the end of the day, I, I want to get uh, in some engagement from the fans. Um, it's all about starting a dialogue around this stuff, right? We all love talking about our shows and talking about what they mean, where they're going, theorize. That's why I'm here. Let's do it. Um, chat us up on social. Write us on the website. Um, and we'll see you guys next time on the next episode of Mostly Superheroes. See ya.